Wait a minute. Wait a minute, Doc. Are you telling me that it's 825? Precisely. Damn. I'm late for school. You know, I have one simple request. And that is to have sharks with frickin' laser beams attached to their heads. You are asking me to be rational. That is something I know I cannot do. Well, whatever it is, it's gotta get by us. Right. Go get her, Ray! Did that work? Yep. I heard that worked. So, you guys wanna get into it? I didn't like I that. I don't like how calculated you're seeing right yeah, now. Yeah, I didn't like that either. It made me uncomfortable. We've never started like that. No. We've never begun such an episode with such a comment. <laughs> um, it usually starts something like, this is Get a Load of This Movie podcast. Um, uh, otherwise known in Vietnam. Have... No, you did do Vietnam. Oh, no, I did? Said, oh, did I already you, do Vietnam? You said you had the list. Oh, sorry. Yes. I, I you guess haven't done Australia. Well, that's that's in a few that's in a few episodes. Uh, otherwise known in... Oh, oh, look where we are. We're in the UK now. Okay. Otherwise known in the UK as... Oi, there's a movie over there. Get uh, a movie franchise podcast. <laughs> um, so yeah, just we're just innocent men. I, I I added the accent. That's not exact, exactly how. Uh, I think that was an Australian accent. I, I apologize. <laughs> that definitely I apologize. that definitely was. You uh, sounded like uh, Hemsworth there for a bit. Well, I'm not gonna redo it. It's how it is. It's who I am. My name's Corey. Hey, what's up? I'm Cole. I'm Zach. Who are you saying what's up to? The viewers. Yeah, but you're asking them what's up. Right, never mind. It's every episode. It's his, it's his thing. It's my bit. It's like I, I, uh, I'll i be editing bit. them, and then I'll hear it. like, who? I'll be asking them. <laughs> 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 who is he talking to right now? No. It's like you're just talking to me when I'm like I'm like like editing it. <laughs> so, uh, so what are we talking about this week? Um, what are we talking about this week, Cole? I'm not sure. I thought we were talking about uh, Pirates of the Caribbean, Curse of the Black Pearl. I just don't understand why he asked us. All my notes are on Ace Ventura, the pet detective. I actually took notes on Speed Racer, the live action version from 2007. Mm. Such a mid movie. Such a mid movie. Um, so do we all just want to share our notes that we wrote and hope that they all match up? Sounds good. Yeah. 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 Um, okay. Well, there's really no, there's no easy transition <laughs> from that bit. So we are talking about Pirates of the Caribbean, <laughs> Curse of the Black Pearl. Um, so might as well just get into the green light of it all. We really should stop this fighting. Otherwise, we'll miss the fireworks. There won't be any fireworks. And here we go. All right, Cole. What you uh? What you want to talk about, Cole? What you write down? Okay. What, you, what you write down I mean, in this Google Doc that we're all looking at? I'm not looking at it. <laughs> I like to be surprised. So, Curse of the Black Girl um, was originally started being written by Ted Elliott and Terry. Rossio in the 90s, they wanted to make this um, pirate-themed film. Uh, movie ended up premiering. We'll get into the development a little bit uh, in a sec, but the movie premiered July 9th of 2003. So where were you guys on July 9th of 2003? Stupid question. Don't remember. I was three years old, but I'm sure you guys remember the exact person you were probably chatting with and what their social security I think I was, I was chatting at, with him actually yeah I was at tumble drum that day um out in St. Charles dude R.I.P. tumble drum the place was great um but the movie was 
able to gross $654.3 million against a $140 million budget. So very successful. Very successful. Is that, is that, is that good? Yeah, that's that's quite good. Would right. you say that's good? Yeah, I'll, t- I'll take that. Okay, I'll take cool. I'll take uh, six hundred and fifty four million dollars. Point three. Point three. Yeah. Against what? What did we spend? I missed that. One hundred and forty. One hundred forty million. Yeah. And it made six hundred million. Yeah, six hundred fifty four. Okay. Right. Okay. Point, Point three. three. Right. Point okay. three. <laughs> um, the movie was a critical success. Eighty uh, percent on Rotten Tomatoes. And holds an average ranking on Letterbox of 3.9. Exactly. Mm, it's pretty good. I think that's point one over Scream Six. Yeah. Oh, was it? Yeah. I, just I, for just for reference, I, for I, scale, for, a Scream for, Six for scale. That, way in the future that that's gonna happen. <laughs> I, I do like how we're doing uh, two movies back to back. Both had 80 percent on Rotten Tomatoes. The first Scream had 80 percent. Is it a dead, dead like dead on 80 percent? Yeah. Wow. How about that? Yeah. I thought it would have been better. The first screen, but we're not talking about the first screen, so continue. So, yeah, the film was originally greenlit by Walt Disney in 2000. Um, Now, when you say greenlit by Walt Disney. (laughs) The man himself. Walt Disney Studios. Okay. The man himself, Walt. Just Uh, in case anyone was confused. Walt Disney said yes. Now, it is, of course, based off, uh, you know, loosely based off the theme park ride of the same name. Right. Um, now I know that Corey and I have written it before. I have also written it. I was gonna ask if you had written it. Had did you ride it? Did you ride the rides, Zach? Hmm. This is just like a re- loose reference to something else. No, with it's a not line, a right? reference at all. It's <laughs> just thought- a cadence that adopted itself uh, out of thin air. Yeah, um, but yeah, let's uh, just move on from that. That was, <laughs> but, um, that was odd. At the time, I mean, Disney Ride, the year before the film actually was released, um, another Disney theme park ride was adapted into a film. Haunted and, Mansion. Is that what you're referring to? No, actually I'm not. Was that the same year uh, or a year later? I'm not sure. The but, Ed Murphy film? Yes, the Eddie. I am talking about the Eddie Murphy film, but the film that was greenlit and was a flop because most of these films were flops at the time was country bears i don't think I've that's ever based seen off it. a ride yeah well it's like a little show they have there anyway um as the studio was developing it was kind of up in the air whether it was going to be a direct-to-video or a theater release because that's the way disney kind of did these films you had films like what we saw with Haunted Mansion, with the Country Bears, that were released in theaters. Or you had something with maybe Steve Gutenberg that got released on direct-to-video. What is this What is this Country Bear movie? I've never even heard of the, I've never heard of the ride. I've never heard of the movie. It's, we, a, it's a play, he said. It's like a show. It's a show that they put on. Country yeah. Bear show. And people, people watch. Oh, my God. Yeah, you got to look at some images of this. Well, let me look it up. <laughs> Wow, this is a uh, Christopher Walken, huh? Yeah. Oh my God, look what these bears look like. 
I'm you know what? Kudos to practical effects. I'm glad that they're not just some CGI bears, but these are off-putting to look at. One oh, guy gosh. More... I've seen this movie. Oh, look, man. we'll get into... Relatively cursed, once, I would say. Once they make Country Bears 2 and 3, we'll we'll get into those. Oh, my god! I think that's one of the signs of uh, the apocalypse of God's coming again in Revelations that they talked about. I could be wrong on that, though. No, I think I need to watch this movie again. It, it's really bad. But uh, anyway, so when the film was being developed, um, if it was going to go in theaters before Johnny Depp was even cast, they were looking at Matthew McConaughey because he resembled Burt Lancaster and Mm. they were kind of going for this handsome like pirate. Um, Of course, we'll talk about how Johnny Depp took the character later, but um, I, uh, I think that could have worked. It would have been a very different movie. It would have been a very different Jack Sparrow would not have been like the same type of, you know, the mannerisms, all that, you know, the Keith Richards of it all would not be there, but like a Matthew McConaughey pirate would be kind of, I'd, I'd watch that movie. I love to see. <laughs> I love to see. I mean, that's. I guess you could say that he kind of did make that movie with the beach bum, but in yeah. 2019 or whatever. But, but uh, if they did choose direct to video, it was going to be actually Christopher Walken was one of the choices to star in the film. Was he going to be Will? I have no idea, man. This is just like the Christopher Walken. <laughs> they were still writing the script anyway, or um, a man who played. A pirate already, the Dread Pirate Roberts, uh, Carrie Eels. Ah. Carrie, is that, am I saying that of right? Of Saw fame. Of Saw fame, yes. Carrie Eels of Saw fame. Who's he in Princess Brand? He's uh, Wesley. Wesley? Wesley. Wesley. Princess Bride? Wesley. Wesley Cole. Wesley? Corey. I know. I'm talking to Cole. <laughs> no, no, people at home don't know where, where I'm <laughs> looking at when I say these things. <laughs> What? Who was Wesley? The farm boy. The farm boy. The dread pirate rock. Oh my god. Le- okay, <laughs> relax. Keep going. But uh, anyway, uh, Jerry Bruckheimer was eventually brought on to the uh, producer on the film. Jerry Bruckheimer's a he's big got, blockbuster. He's guy. got that that tree that gets struck by lightning in the logo, right? Am his I name not, was am Wesley. I not mistaken? Like for his production company, Bruckheimer yes. Films or Pictures yeah. or whatever it yeah. is. Uh, but he, uh, I mean, Jerry Bruckheimer had been around for a while, and this was their way because a lot of the studio was nervous about the film at the time because Disney rides, like we, like I said, they flopped. Uh, Country Bears was a flop. Was released in two thousand and two, so they were very nervous uh, about the movie. Um, Gore Verbinski was mm. brought on to direct. He directed the first three movies. Corey, what animated film did Gore Verbinski direct, um, which also starred Jonathan Depp? Can I tell you that I have seen The Princess Bride so many times, and I had no idea that the main character's name was was name main character's name was Wesley. And you are asking me some random ass director that I have no idea who they are and what other films they've also I'll, directed. I'll give you I'll give you a hint, Corey. Is it Shark Tales? It's called Rango. That's your hint. I I, I, I think What I, is your guess? <laughs> <laughs> well it's not Shark Tales. I'm gonna go on that one. Right. No, but I I don't even think I've seen Ringo all the way through. I think I saw it in theaters. Um, and you know, I, I I remember thinking it was a good movie in theaters, but I've never had interest in rewatching it. Um, 
I think uh, he also, you know, he's got another movie with that, The Lone Ranger that flopped. With yeah, Arnie that was Hammer that was not good. Uh, you know, Johnny Depp plays like you know Native American. Uh, he plays a guy by the name of Tonto. Mm. Mm. I've heard of such a man. Yeah. Um, but, he also directed The Ring, the American version of The Ring. I did not know that. Yeah. Yeah, that's actually a good movie. That is a good movie. But uh, anyway, uh, so. Like I said, the studio was very worried that it was f- gonna flop because of the Country Bears and Michael Eisner, who um, was a big head at Disney at the time, came to shut down the production. But Verbinski said to like the concept artists, "You guys gotta keep working on this." So when Eisner showed up, they had a finished product. It looked great. There was a director who was very solid. So he was willing to let the film go on. Um, the film was, they started filming actually on October 9th of 2002 and ended filming in March of 2003. Mm. Okay. October 9th of 2002. Something about that day, October 9th. Keep going. It's, it's Cole's <laughs> birthday. It's Uh-oh. Cole's birthday. But I think, <laughs> you know, we're. I mean, we're done talking about the development, we were doing a bit. so we should uh, <laughs> no we should definitely get into talking about the cast, right? Yeah, sure. So we have Johnny Depp here. Um, Johnny Depp, uh, of course, we don't need to. Happy birthday, Cole. Get into thanks, man. <laughs> we don't need to get into like his old career, you know, after this movie because it you know just goes on forever, and then he's got you know his own problems these days. Um, but um, Johnny Depp before Pirates of the Caribbean, just for context on his career, I guess we have uh, obviously he made his film debut in Nightmare on Elm Street, 1984. Really good movie. Um, really, uh, you know, his biggest roles were, you know, Edward Scissorhands, uh, Ed Wood, What's Eating Gilbert Grape. Um, you know, uh, Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas is an interesting one. Uh, I really like the 1999 movie Sleepy Hollow, uh, you know, as we get closer to, you know, where his career is in 2003 when he does this movie. Next, we have Jeffrey Rush as Hector Barbosa. This is a an acclaimed actor. Yeah, he won uh, Best Actor in 1997. Um, for Shakespeare in Love? Uh, oh, wait, that would be a supporting movie called actor. Shine. Shine. And I think uh, Shakespeare in Love was 98. Yeah, you're right. You're right, you're right. Um and that wouldn't have been best actor for for that role he had there. Um, yeah, I like Jeffrey Rush a lot. You know, Barbos is one of the best parts of these movies, I think. Yeah, De Niro was originally considered for the part. Um, can't imagine it. Can't. No, like these. I do like kind of want to get into this. Who? I mean, we'll talk about this at the end, but who was like your favorite villain throughout the series? I mean, there there are quite a few, so. I, I would say I would say he's movie he's one Barbosa. Yeah, movie one Barbosa. Obviously, he kind of takes a different role in the sequels, but yeah, I don't know. I'd have to once we get to the end, I'll have a better idea. But I don't. I haven't seen some of these movies in a long time. Damn. Like I've seen the first three, a good amount, but even like the third one, I don't remember the last time I saw it. Because the next one is uh, Dead Man's Chest. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. And those were those the third were... one at World's End. I can't even remember what happens to that, but yeah. we'll get to that. We'll get to that. But I yeah, like I, I, can't, I can't. I can't remember. But uh, anyway, uh, then you have Orlando Bloom as mm. he's great. Legos. William Turner. 
<laughs> William Turner. Le- did you say Legolas? Legolas. He was coming off of being Legolas in the three Lord of the Rings films. So he was, I mean, Orlando Bloom. Is the elf. Right, yeah. yeah. The, the first three actors we've talked about are very established. The next one was relatively unknown at the time, and that was Kiera Knightley. She's I mean, great. She's she great. Had well, she in, like, uh, bended like Beckham. Yeah. That, like, and, big thing? Uh, when was Phantom Menace released? I mean, that she's in that, but like yeah, you I mean, can't say that like that's a Kiera Knightley movie. I mean, yeah, I don't think no, she has I'm a saying, line. Like I said, she was relatively unknown at the time, and it's kind of... 1999, by the way. Oh, shit. That's when it came but, out. But um, yeah, anyway, I mean, you get into... There's so many side characters that we can talk about. Um... Like Jack Davenport as Norrington, Jonathan Price as Elizabeth Swan's father, and mm-hmm. then Zoe Saldana. Yeah, she's got this a nice, was, interesting this, small role here. Yeah. Uh, one of my personal favorites, a side character that has just stood the test of time, though, is uh, Kevin McNally as the main man, the best first mate you could ever ask for, Josh Me Gibbs. I mean, he leaves his captain, like, Twice in this movie, so no, I would not say he's the best for me. He's keeping to the code. Okay. And Jack told him to keep to the code. I guess so. I'm just saying I wouldn't leave you guys if I was your friend. It's whatever. Go on. <laughs> best for me, best first mate, no. Really great side character, yes. yes. Uh, but yeah, he's a good character. Okay, well, I guess we could uh, get into the uh, um, yeah. action of it all. Action. <laughs> I, I forgot the name of the category for a second. I'll just say, you know, let me, let me just say action. Action. Even the opening scene, there's always some random girl who gets a call that undoubtedly ends up getting her killed. It's all so predictable. There's no element of surprise. You can see everything coming. <laughs> Did that surprise you? <laughs> now shut the fuck up and watch the movie. Do the magic of editing. Make that come out really no, come on! You can't no. do that. <laughs> we gotta humanize no ourselves. We gotta humanize ourselves. Okay. Um, <laughs> Any notes? What you, What was the first note that you guys had? Uh, I have a. Um, I want to talk about um, well, what I love about the Pirates of the Caribbean series in general, and what this movie establishes is um, you know the rule, the rules of the world that we're in, right? Okay, mm-hmm. so we're. When does this movie take place? Like, like early 1700s or something like that? Or yeah. late 1600s. Yeah, I'm not positive. Do they probably establish early a date? I, I don't think they can uh, establish the exact year, but it's probably say, early 1700s would be my guess. But. I just assumed it was happening at the exact same time we are, just in a different universe. <laughs> <laughs> like just, a long time ago in a galaxy in far, a far Caribbean away. far. Like, I mean, we know okay. where the Caribbean is. Okay. I mean, you know, it's, okay, I do have a question. Why, with these movies, do we always call it Caribbean when? When you're talking about like a cruise or something, they it's say the, the Caribbean. They say Caribbean in the movie. Yeah, and that was the logic I had, but it makes no sense why everybody calls it that. But if they call it that in the movie, then I mean, if you have so a main, if you have a main character name Django, but it's spelled the Django, you're not going to call the movie the Django. You're going to call it Django. That's how they say it. That's yeah. how they say it. Okay, the okay. It's, it's movie. It's like, the, I don't know. It's problem what the movie wants solved. To be. It's what the movie next, wants next to be called. Next problem, Cole. Next. We'll tackle them one at a time. Um, <laughs> the so curse. The, right. So the worlds here. Uh, I love that we're mixing. Good, it was a good question. It was a good yeah. question. Uh, we're mixing uh, sea folklore, you know. Yeah. And, uh, you know, this 
British uh, rule over these uh, over the Caribbean or Caribbean, if you will. It's the Caribbean. Um, this you know, uh, you know, in this world of where pirates are, you know, they're still they're still out and about, you know, cause, causing a ruckus, you know. Um, I doubt pirates were as nice as even the bad pirates in this movie. We don't see them. I mean, they kill people, but I feel like they pirates were probably really mean. I love that. I mean, our main character is Jack. He's a pirate that doesn't really kill innocent people. Yeah. Um, I would. That's. I would almost call them like they're almost like a religious group. Like it's almost like a religion that they have. Mm-hmm. They Where have. Like, they have their laws. Like um, the code. any any time somebody claims parlay. You is that cannot, is that actually a thing though? I don't know. For pirates. I mean, though. I but mean, for it, like war. Maybe that's like a war no, law or something. No. Or you know. Or, <laughs> I think for, like, it's, sailors it's, at sea, it is. But. It does do something to establish that these men may not do honorable things all the time, but there is an honor among thieves. Right. Well, with this, a, with these guys, and I'm going to bring that people. up as a positive in that, that I love the rules of this world they've established, and they go on to grow it more and more in the sequels. Maybe you know to its detriment by the third one, where it gets to be a little too much. But like. Um, the world building here is, is really solid. They don't overextend themselves. Um, but I really like, you know, what they've established here, that we have these supernatural things that are real. This curse that they talk about is real. Um, Cortez's treasure. Now, Cortez was a real person, yes? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Uh, his, his treasure may or may not have been cursed. We don't know. Probably not. I don't know if he had an official treasure mm-hmm. hidden anywhere. Probably not at an island called Isla de Muerta, which is, you know, island of, of the dead, I believe, if my Spanish is, you know, as good as I remember. Um, and, you know, it's an island you can't find except by those who already know where it is. I love little things like that. It's like... Like you won't find it on a map or anything you know, like It's like that. Skull Island, and uh, you know, with like King Kong or whatever. Um, so, and, and they continue like, you know, the stuff with the, with the sequels too. So, I mean, just, just off the bat, I love that this is the, the world that we're telling this story and that these characters are inhabiting. You know, it's not, it's, it's based in reality with all these supernatural flourishes and, yeah. and stretches of, of plausibility in terms of what certain characters are able to do. Yeah. I really liked the, uh, just like the doses and the sprinkling in of, you have these supernatural things. Like when the medallion touches the water, you see this like wave and then you're like, is that for us? Like, are we seeing that? And then you see, other characters react to it and you're like oh no like right away you're seeing like this is like a supernatural world like this isn't just your ra- this isn't your grandpa's world <laughs> this, <isn't- laughs> no. this is this is like a very well, different and like everything like is real what you're that's something the- i really thought was cool about um the way like barbosa even describes the curse it's like once we took the gold and like we gave it away it called to us like mm-hmm. we couldn't escape it and that's that's why i thought maybe they they might see that too like i don't it didn't really alarm jack but maybe that was like a signal calling out to the other pirates who have been cursed you know yeah so jack the, didn't jack didn't know that there was he had heard of the curse but he didn't know until he gets grabbed by you know one of the pirates and he sees like the bones in the movie yeah. and he goes so there is a curse and it's like, that's interesting yeah you know like so um, Very you know, they, they have this, this, uh, these legends and stories that they've heard, but you still, it, it's not a world where everyone knows that things are supernatural. You know, yeah, you even like the boat, of the, the boat of the black pearl was like myth almost. And it's I know. Just like I like that Jack corrects around. it. He's like, Oh, no survivors. Like, where do the stories come from? You know, like that's, <laughs> they're just like, what? yeah, yeah. They all kind of think that doesn't make sense, I, but 
I mean, again, with the curse, though, so, so they become these skeletons in the moonlight, and you would assume that it wasn't always like that for them because they, they, you know, they took the gold and stuff, and you think they would realize it probably within, within the first day that they become skeletons in the moonlight. Um, um, I don't know. You don't you know. know. <laughs> well, it, it didn't I'm take, be... put it this way, they, they, they made it sound like, oh, we spent it on whores and, and money and... So if they're, but if they're in town and they're doing these things, I mean, one, it could be cloudy for a while. Like, yeah, like you have that, but also you're they're If they had all this money, they're probably not out on the water all the time. Like they're probably indoors. They probably go to at, port. It know? only takes yeah. one person to be in the moonlight to be like, guys, okay, something's but a like, little weird Do here. you believe what, like those guys didn't seem like, oh, one person, like they seem like, nah, I don't get out of here. You know? If we, I mean, there's, I feel weird, I feel dead, and then there's guys, I'm a skeleton. Look, look I understand, look, but like, you'd also have to get. I, I don't think it took them months. I bet it took them like probably a week before they actually all knew what was going on. Perhaps. Which, within like the first week of finding a bunch like treasure like that, within like the first day, they probably went to port and just started spending. See, I, I just like the idea of it being a slow descent into realizing that you are feeling less and less because it's kind of a metaphor for greed like it's never enough like and that's kind of what barbosa's little speech is he's yeah. like you know our like we couldn't all the pleasurable company couldn't satiate our lust we all the food we couldn't taste food anymore no drink could you know you know make us stopping thirsty you know food could make us stopping hungry it's a really sad uh you know thing he's describing like you just stop feeling mm-hmm. you know um and you know it's is it is it a metaphor for greed like there's never enough or, or is it you know, um, it is, is, I mean, maybe you don't, you don't have to overthink it. You just know it sucks. It sucks. What he's describing blows. Um, and so that's a very real relatable bit of dialogue there. That's like, oh yeah, that's, that would be terrible. And I, you almost feel bad for them in a sense. Mm-hmm. Um, you do. And then you mix that with the fact that they are literal mm-hmm. pirate skeletons. Um, and you know, the, you have that great scene with where Elizabeth tries to kill him, realizes she can't kill him. Like stabbing him with a knife, and I love that line he has. He's like, he's like, I'm curious. Like after killing me, what did you plan on doing next? Like, because she's on a ship in the middle of nowhere with these pirates. Like, yeah. And um, he, he, in this sense, is the civil one. One of my notes that I wrote down was this movie is starting to look old. It's starting to look of the time, and I never thought it looked like super great, but I thought like a lot of the practical effects kept it like looking like. Oh, this still doesn't. This movie doesn't look bad. CGI and like the goat, like yeah, the, skeletons, the skeletons. Those those show its age a bit. Yeah, those don't look great. But even like the regular scenes and like how it's set up, like with the boats and how it's shot and everything, it's oh, that starting. Looks great. I, it looks good, but it's starting to like. I can see it being like, oh, that's of that time. And I'm not saying it looks bad. Like I think it still looks really good. You can just. No, before, you can, before yeah, you I can yeah, see it for like the first few, the first times I see it, saw this movie, like bef- even like the last time before yesterday when I watched this, I was always like that movie like looks great, like it always looks like it could have been made probably not yesterday, but like a few years ago, and you'd be like, yeah, maybe, probably, mm-hmm. I, 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 I'd buy it, but like now you'd be like, okay, this definitely was made like probably twenty-ish years ago. Yeah, I mean, it's dead on 20-ish years ago. I mean, yeah, that's I fine, know. and that's fine. I don't it, it, it's so. fine. It was just, like, kind of shocking to me. I was like, oh, my gosh, like, this movie's starting to look old. Like, mm. and it, again, still not bad. I still but, think it looks good. But, um, yeah. I mean, yeah. It does look good. I'm not saying that at all, but you can definitely tell, like, it's from a certain mm. period now. Instead of, like, oh, this could be of this period, like, that we're going through right now. Like, yeah, well, I mean, speaking of the period, I mean, the fact that this is a, uh, you know, it's it, it's an adventure movie. Set in a... Uh, it's a blockbuster it's a, adventure. 
that's like also kind of a period piece. Like it's describing a time and a place and the culture of that time. And, and it's, place. it's like my favorite type of blockbuster that you don't get that many of, you know, these days or the past like, you know, six years. And I'm not going to get on a soapbox about like comic book movies, but like that's a lot of what blockbuster movies have been. But like you think about a movie like this and it's, it's an adventure movie set in a, you know, it's in a cool location. Um, you got romance there. That's like a, actually a cool relationship, mm-hmm. um, you know, uh, with Jack. And it's not even from your main character. It's from your your, your co-leads, you mm-hmm. know, with if Jack's your main character, Will and Elizabeth are the ones with the romance. Um, and that that's a, makes for a great trio of protagonists. Um, but it, it reminds me of like movies like Mask of Zorro or The Mummy or, you know, take it back even further, Raiders of the Lost Ark. Like with these these adventure, these really fun adventure movies where you have, uh, you know, these kind of like, um, for lack of a better term, um, I don't want to say badass protagonists or whatever because that's overused. It's not like, oh, wow, they're so cool. But like kind of kind of anti-hero-ish. Yeah. You know, oh, rogues, rogues, rebel-type characters, you know. Did we say like, that at like the O'Connell, same time? That was great. Yeah, like O'Connell from The Mummy or, or Indiana Jones being like you well, know, archaeologist the, the great, by night, you know, professor by day. The great thing about those characters is we feel as an audience they're not serious, you know, and they don't... They don't take themselves too yeah, seriously. Like, well, I mean, Jack does, but it's, he in, doesn't. It's, it's in a way... I mean, yeah, he, he has a high opinion of himself, but the way he conducts himself is so he's bizarre. silly he's silly. Yeah, it's silly but not in a a like a, in a way that's like making fun of the movie it's like it, it the movie takes itself seriously but it, the character is so unserious even while he has a high opinion of himself my like my favorite and this is like the perfect moment for that norrington looks at him and he says you are by far the worst pirate i have ever heard of and Jack simply responds, but you have heard of me. Yeah, it's great. It's so he has a high opinion simple, of himself, but no ego, you yeah. know? It's this simple little moment. And, I mean, this is also after an opening sequence where Jack's on screen for, like, three minutes when he's first introduced. It's a great character. And though. he doesn't say a word until he gets on, until he gets on the dock. We are introduced to this guy through his actions. Even his first line is like kind of really characterizing of how he, like, once he lands, how it's like, it'll be one shilling to tie up your uh, boat here. And he's how like, about, how, about I three, need a how about three shillings? And we skip the name. And yeah, then the guy and he like, just takes the bag anyway. Yeah. <laughs> <That's great. laughs> no, so, but, yeah, it's a, it's a great lead. I mean, because he's, he's standing, he's, he's the, you know, blowing in the wind. He's standing on top of the mast. You think, wow, this is a captain here. And then, you, you know, you zoom out and it's a small boat that's already sinking. And it, he just times it so perfectly to just step onto the dock. Yeah. Um, so it's a, it's also, a guy that's I like down how, on his luck. Yeah. But still carries himself. You like know, he's on top of the world. He's not feeling bruised about where he's at. He has confidence that he'll he'll, he'll bounce back. He's there to commandeer a ship. He literally yeah. says, "I'm." When he tells them, "Like I'm here to," you got me. I'm here to commandeer a ship. Yeah. Like, I said no lies. It's like, well. I I also liked how when they were kind of panning through everyone, they showed everyone like, like these these crews just getting the ship ready to go. And like, it's like a 30, 40 man crew and they're all working really hard. And then all of a sudden they start to slowly turn around and they're looking at Jack as his boat's sinking and he's just high and mighty on top of the uh, sail. And they're all just like, 
he is he isn't the thing is like most of these pirates they're they're these tough guys you know Mm -hmm. even with uh what were their... Yeah, he's not really a tough guy. I mean, he, what, he is what tough, were their but names? He, does, he doesn't carry Pin, himself. Pintel and Rigetti, they take themselves seriously. They want to be taken seriously by the rest of that Black Pearl crew. Jack doesn't seem to care what he's about what he's doing. Well, because it, for him, it's all it's, a, it's, a, it's the long game. It's all about the result. He's not... He's not all about... He doesn't care about his own honor of, like, oh, how he gets there. He's willing to kind of throw himself down and beg for his own life because he knows he'll have a chance later to actually get what he wants. Yeah. You know, like when he's, he clearly has it in his heart that he knows he wants to kill Barbosa. He's been saving this pistol, which by the way is a great, great back character backstory that this is a guy who's been saving the one shot that the, you know, his mutinous first mate left him with on that island and he's going to save that one shot for the guy who did it to him. That's, I really love that setup. Um, And... So he, he he wants to kill Barbosa. That is his long game: is to kill Barbosa and get take back his ship, like as revenge. Call it what you want. I mean, it's it's revenge, but it's also it's even more that he just wants the Black Pearl because he has that speech later of like what the Black Pearl is is, is freedom. That's what it really is. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's kind of the most honest character mo- moment you get from Jack, I think, in the movie is when he's saying that to like drunkenly to uh, to Elizabeth on the island. Um, so, but even though that's his plan. Uh, to like kill kill Barbosa to do that, he still acts like he's Barbosa's friend. Like, oh, I have a plan. Like, that'll work out for both of us, and I'll fly under you, and I'll 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 give you part of my my take, and I'll you know have your colors. I'll buy you a big hat, you know, like all that <laughs> stuff. And I, not for one moment do I actually think that that's what he is planning on happening. Even though in that moment it doesn't seem like a terrible deal given I, his situation, I would bet. That that's what he was planning on happening. But the thing for was, the immediate future, I think like long right term away, he would still have a plan to get rid of Barbosa. To get rid of Barbosa and maybe even be above Barbosa and still have Barbosa below him. Right. Well, that was gonna happen. He would have to kill him at that point. Well, I yeah, but like probably, but like also, I think he respects Barbosa too. I think he's also like I think he's, it's it's he's, this he respects my, what he's capable my, of. Yeah, sure. exactly. But it's also this whole. You pick the captain like it's given the sense the captain picks the first mate because it's it's their guy, you know. That's why Gibbs was Jack's, you know, because, yeah, he kissed his ass all the time, but he was also always willing to follow the code. He was always there for him. Well, I think like, he follows Jack because he's just – Jack's a good pirate. Man, this dude, this is the guy that, you know, they've heard stories about Jack Sparrow. Like, this is the guy that – Elizabeth says, like, he, he was able to, like, sack what, whatever city without firing a shot or whatever. It's like, I mean, things like that. Like, it, so he's got this legend about him, and it, and it's, you know, he, he does it with his wit. It's not like he's a strong, tough, burly guy or whatever. Um, and clearly he doesn't have the loyalty of a, a bunch of pirates because he got, he got mutinied against. He lost his ship, you know, like. Um, One man stood with him, and that man was sunk to the bottom of the ocean. How many he stood with him? I think I think he did it and then felt bad about it after because he still took the treasure, which happened after the mutiny. Yeah. So I wouldn't say if, that, if he stuck with him, he'd be on the island too. I oh, don't yeah. Because he, he did it. He just felt bad it? after. The, the line is, uh, never quite sat well yeah. with a little bootstrap, but we did the jack. Yeah, so he did it. Yeah, he did that shit. Um, and then, you know, paid the price for it, and then we catch up with him in the sequels. But, Corey, what do you think of Jack Sparrow? Okay, I I love Jack Sparrow. I think this movie is probably peak Jack Sparrow, and I oh, think yeah. it 
like they kind of the character kind of falters as we continue on um i still like have this from this movie i still have like that throughout and so he never really loses it it's just like what are we doing you know but like the best character like best part and you were saying this earlier is like his wits and that's how he outsmarts people or that's how he like wins things it's not by shooting or anything like that it's just being smarter or having a better plan i'm sorry i'm a little out of breath no you're good um which i think is great because there's not like a ton of characters that you're like the way that they're better is that they are so so much smarter you know and like i think that just does so well and like it's can sometimes be hard to play in like an action movie or a blockbuster movie like you don't see too many blockbusters where like the character is so much smarter than anyone else and that's why they come out on top and uh but it's not even like a master it doesn't it, i don't think it comes across as like he has like a master plan no it's I not it's, it's, like, it's like, improvisational and it's also but i don't think he even minds not having a plan i think he just knows he'll come up with something yeah and and he, like he and he, and he always you know seems I, to. He, he knows he needs to as well like because mm-hmm. he knows like if i don't come up with something like this is just gonna be mean he's like he i don't want to do this himself. and so he's like I know that I'll be able to do it down the line, so I'm just going to keep go along, do what I need to do in the situation, and then move forward. Like, whatever the next situation is, that's what the next situation is, and I'm going to say, how can I come out on top in this situation? If it doesn't work, it doesn't work. But I know in the next situation, it might work out better, you know? And so he just keeps pushing forward. You know, it's I, like, I really like that. It's like a, um, like a good guy version of, like, the Joker from Dark Knight. In that it's like you know, the way the Joker and Dark Knight phrases are like I I am do I, I look like play and I'm, do I'm a I look chasing like... cars I don't know what I would to do with one if I caught it you know like and in a way it, it kind of feels similar with with Jack Sparrow and and that like he he's coming up with this on the fly like maybe he has a loose bullet he he has goals he does but he doesn't have a step by step process of how he's gonna get there right you know like he knows he has Will Turner who is a little bit of leverage because he knows that this is the blood that they need. Um, we don't really know exactly what his plan would have been if if Will had not knocked him out with the ore and left him there with these guys. Do we think that he actually was going to put him in a scenario where Will died? Maybe? But like we don't, we'll never know. So but. Here's my question. I have a quick question. I'm sorry. Yeah, this is kind ahead. of a lore question, overall lore. So Will Turner's debt, bootstrap Bill, mm-hmm. yeah. was a part of them stealing the treasure... He then said how he felt bad about uh, Jack, and he so he was drowned for that. Right, but he couldn't die. He couldn't die. So he's just at the bottom of the ocean, drowning forever, is what his fate was. Right. How did he end up where he ended up? Oh, in in Dead Man's Chest? Yeah. Okay. And Uh, Davy Jones made a deal with him. Davy Jones found so him. You think, no, so no, that's not how it works. Jones is meant to ferry people to the to the afterlife, right? So you think he picked him up? So, so the way I always understood it was they took the gold, right? They took and, the gold, and you needed to return it every piece. Uh, yeah. Did every piece need the blood of that person? That's part so of this? they yeah. needed the okay. blood of every single crew member. To, like, that's, break the curse. That stole it, yeah. I always saw it as Bootstrap was never cursed. They didn't know about the curse till after he died. So the curse... But he took the coin. 
he gave the coin to his son. <laughs> That's still taking the coin. It. That's still taking the He's coin. He's the one who took it. I just don't... Because they gave it to... Because they said they spent the coins, and they had to go find them all. So that doesn't mean the people that they gave the coins to also got cursed. They were always the cursed ones. That's why they had to go find them. So I don't think... I think Bootstrap was, Bootstrap was cursed. He was down there drowning forever. I don't Until, I think that's what he even says in Dead Man's Chest. So do you He's think... He's like, I was down there unable to die. Oh, oh he the says... The crushing he, weight of the ocean on top of me, and I couldn't breathe. Like, I couldn't breathe. Like, I think he says that to Jack. Does? Oh. I mean, we'll, we'll get to it. We'll get there in the second one. We'll, we'll yeah. probably but talk about But I thought you had okay. to be dead well, to be well, added to Jones's crew. I mean, that's... he is dead. They're dead. They're all dead men. They yeah, are, they just... They are skeletons. Yeah, they just can't, like, actually die. Yeah. <laughs> Like they're not, they're not. Sense. I mean, it's all supernatural yeah. magic. I don't they're, think they're not. They're, they're not alive. I, I buy that Davy Jones could be like, okay, I'll take you out of this situation. So, you have to serve on my crew. So Davy Jones, it overpowers curses. I don't know. Can overpower. Well, put curses. it this way: took him out of the fucking ocean, and that's all you really needed him to do there. But then and, he just, became, I, and then he became part of the crew. Yeah, so which, and they're all kind of undead too. So I mean, he would have just. He didn't even need to get a new curse. He was already cursed. In a different way for the same result. He's like, just come, come over here. And it, just all he needs is a few it, little it, seashells on his face to fit in with everyone else on that boat. Might have been, yeah. Well, okay. I, I just want to like put this as a, a talking point, and I I do want to talk about this when we get to into the next chest, one. Yeah. Just because like this that that is something I thought of because I was like it just I was confused because if he was sitting there at the bottom of the ocean, that's. It's horrible. Like I, but I don't That's remember. A terrible fate. Yeah. I don't remember that line. I don't remember him t- having that I conversation mean, I don't know if it's with Jack. Exact, I do remember him talk. I think I remember him saying like how shitty it was for him to be stuck at the bottom of the ocean, unable to die, like drowning forever. But, but part of me, uh, I guess if that conversation, I don't know. I think he, well, we don't he was talking. It was the whole next movie. Yeah, whole next movie. It was something he said to Will. But to get into that, I would like to talk about Will because we've talked about this. Let's talk about Will and this guy who. Well, I want to talk about Will because we're talking about this guy who's always improvising in Jack, and then you have his foil in Will Turner. Who, like he said, practices every day with a sword. You, you look at Jack. He probably never practiced a day in his life. His practice was his father going, go kill this guy, probably. As we kind of learn in the third. Probably. Will wants to have a plan. Jack never has a plan. You know, you have this foil, and then Will is very also straight-laced this, man. Yeah, very straight-laced. The and then he... So he starts to break the rules for certain reasons, like, love. You know, yes, love, yeah. Uh, you know, not all treasure is silver and gold, like like Jack says, but, like, you've got that pirate instinct in you. Look at all these things you've done that makes you like a pirate. Um, that, that all works for me. It is a great, it is a great foil, like you said, Cole. It sets it up, it's a you know, great way to set it up that this they have this fight, clearly show their differences, you know, which, which is a great scene, by the way, their first meeting in the, in the uh, you know, the blacksmith shop or whatever you call it um i was gonna say like uh i mean it is because jack reads you know gets gets a good read on will as a character pretty early um and you know so will think about where will is here he's a blacksmith apprentice who does all the work gets no credit for it um he uh wants a woman who you know by by the rules of this world you know she's a governor's she is, daughter. Um, she's the governor's daughter in, and he's a blacksmith apprentice so like He's not going to end up with her by the rules of, by, this, of this world. She is you know, above his station. Society. 
Yeah, you know, it's not a, it's not a good match. The good match is her with Norm, Normington, if if that's how you're going to go about it. And so he's he's trapped in, in in that you know in that role in this in this life. And but so like he, he wants freedom too, just like Jack knows the beauty of freedom because that's what the Black Pearl is to him. That's what his lifestyle is is freedom. And so he can see that you know Will Will is stuck in these constraints, these rules that that you know that he's abiding by. And he has this moral compass. It's not a bad thing to have a moral compass, but he breaks that moral compass a few times, uh, you know, not murdering any innocent people or anything like that. But yeah, he springs a man from jail. He, you know, he goes to Tortuga and, and you know, fraternizes with people he never would have, like, probably, you assume he never would have wanted to be associated with before. And he's doing it all, you know, for Elizabeth, you know, and, and, that's, and that's true. But, like, you can see that there's a bit of him that, like, this this is how he he would he wants to live a more free lifestyle and that's what being a pirate represents yeah within this movie at least and that's also something that elizabeth seems to want too and they both represent this kind of i mean they are younger than most of the characters i think they're supposed to be like in their 20s or whatever um but they have great chemistry, by the way. Yeah, there's amazing, the, amazing chemistry. Again, they, there's, there's the sexual tension between them, Cole. That, that's missing from many modern blockbuster films. Okay, you we know, can get you know, into the, the Batman brought that can back. I, I can really I, appreciate Can that. I finish what I was trying to say? Is uh, they they don't know who they are. Will has no idea who the hell he even is. He didn't know. Like, he couldn't remember when they picked him up on that board and she stole that necklace. He didn't even remember having that piece of gold around his neck when he was a kid. He has no idea who he is, where, as opposed to Elizabeth, she has been told what she's supposed to be, but she does not want to be that, you know? She wants to have an adventure. Can I say something about the boats? How did no one see the, the in the beginning? How did no one see that boat on fire? They just see this it was really foggy out there. What? It was foggy. That was yeah. the whole setup. It was so it was foggy. Smoke. Well, it wasn't even smoke. It was just fog. And then yeah, the smoke doesn't help either. But but they didn't see it until it was that close. And then they were no distracted one... by the guy on the door that Corey. was floating up, and they had to go save him. Corey, I know, but the then like Titanic didn't see a giant iceberg. But that was not a big burning pile of wood in it was the a middle. Giant mountain of ice. But it was. All, but that was also at night. Yeah, it was at, foggy. This it was, was early morning and foggy. If, okay. If but you're, also, if, if how you've did seen no one James else... Cameron's Titanic? It's very clear they could have seen at night. Right. How <laughs> did no one else see that uh, the Black Pearl swimming away or whatever it was boating away from the wreckage and it was just elizabeth who saw it because i feel like if anyone else why are you assuming no one else saw it because if anyone else saw it they would have been like black sails black pearl like pirate ship right there like no, let's go no, get it they it's implied that that ship is the fastest blew up, blew up another ship right and they would assume will came off of the ship it blown up it blew up right Right, so it's it's the fastest ship. They they get they got away. It wasn't they weren't going to catch the black pearl. But no one. But like it wasn't because well, the flashback ended right there. We don't see what happens right after she sees it. I assume that two seconds later, everyone saw it. This, That's what I assume. This, oh, okay. And I mean, she the flashback probably, ends right there. The eyes open, and she's you know she she's, probably wait. didn't even. So you think they were chasing it, got away, and then they just moved. The, either okay. way, it doesn't matter. They didn't catch it. Something know? something I do want to point out. This ship is so mythic. When they're talking about it in the second one. Davy Jones can't even catch up to it. 
Like that's yeah, it's, it's impl- fa- the whole gimmick is it's the fastest it's, ship. It's implied that this ship is so what makes mythic. One ship so fast. I couldn't even who begin kn- to tell who you. knows, but it's this the ship. Script. This <laughs> ship is beyond beyond comprehension. So a li- a young girl saying it's incomparable. Like a like saying, oh, there it is. There's the black pearl. They're not gonna believe her. They could see the ship. It was it right there. It disappeared into the smoke right. in like 0. 0.5 seconds. No, no. Either That's way. not how fog works. Whatever. I, I like Zach's explanation better. Where like they all, all saw it. They all saw it. They tried she to chase saw it. it. First. They tried that's to. Okay. They tried to chase it, and that's fine that she saw it first. But I was like, how did no one else see it? But I like the explanation that it was just no. so what, everyone else saw it. They chased it, and it just they couldn't catch up, and it just got away. What do we think about Elizabeth in general as a character? Because I, I obviously I love her. I, I really like incredible. her. Yeah, big she's fan. incredible. Yeah, she's big fan. obviously here at Nightly is one of the most beautiful actresses on the planet, um, and she's incredibly talented. And um, her and Will as a couple, you, you know, you can't help but root for them. Like like I've been saying, um, obviously she she gets to become you know like Cole. You were saying that she also wants that freedom. She's also feeling confined in like her role. Yeah. Um, doesn't want to marry Norm. Doesn't want to marry Norrington. Agrees to do it as a sacrifice to save the person that she actually loves, um, who she ends up with at the end. Um, I, I really, I mean, this, this, the whole trio of Jack, Will, and Elizabeth, when it really comes together in that last scene, which, by the way, is like the third or fourth climax of the movie. I feel like you, you assume, and I'm not saying that as a negative. I'm just saying, like, when you think about this movie, maybe when, when they first get to Ila de Moreta, you might be like, oh, is this the climax? Like, we're here, we're at the showdown. They're there, found the treasure, and they are got to save Will, and... Or they gotta save Elizabeth and Will and Jack are gonna team up. Okay, movie's not over. And then you have a ship battle, you know, outside the Ila de Muerta or whatever. It's like, oh, is this the end of the movie? Nope, keep going. Okay, we're back to the Ila de Muerta or whatever. Uh, now they have Will instead of Elizabeth. Now the roles are swapped where Jack is going with Elizabeth, um, you know, and, you know, the British Navy or whatever to, to try and save Will. That whole thing plays out, you know, Barbosa's killed. So you have the climax of that storyline, which is, by the and way, then, incredible, by the yeah. way, when he. Um, he becomes human in that shot. I'm cold. Yeah, when because it because you watch Jeffrey Rush's face go from, I like I feel and he's almost like taking it all again that he is feeling things again. He's like, oh my god, like I feel and he's like happy about it and then he realizes what he's feeling is so awful. He's like, I just feel cold and then he dies. Like that's a really good moment. And then you have another climax at the end where Jack is getting hanged or like he's supposed to be and Will saves him and you have that climax and like. And it does all these climaxes so well, and so you don't really complain that the movie has gone on to almost be two and a half hours at this point, um, because it you know it keeps moving, it just keeps moving, um, and so yeah, you feel the length a bit, but it doesn't. It I, I'm never bothered by it. I think it's one of those it's long movies fun. that I could watch. It's over a and over fun again. adventure movie that we don't really get a lot, but I I did want to say something. So you talked about the scene of the guys eating, like waiting for this food. That is so like that's so funny but then you get the scene earlier in the movie where he's watching elizabeth eat and barbosa's like watching her just devour this food and it's bringing him like this weird sense of pleasure like it's like a second hand yeah uh, like he hasn't been able to eat his crew hasn't been able to eat but this prisoner is finally able to eat this feast that he has prepared and he's finding joy in this. Yeah, yeah, no, totally. That's yeah. And then to take that thought a step further, and the flip side of it is when it's him and Jack talking, and they're kind of bartering or whatever. 
And Jack is eating an apple, like, so brazenly right in front of him, talking about, like, oh, and I would be having this curse, too, if you didn't mutiny against me. Lucky me, huh? And while he's eating this apple right in front of him, um, and then just kind of tosses it away. It's just so, like, and you, you can almost tell, like, Barbos is just so annoyed by it. Uh, just, like, just overcome with this jealousy, you know, of Jack or whatever. Um, and so, yeah, they, they really play up that conflict that Barbos and the rest of those pirates have really well. Um and, and I appreciate that, for sure. Yeah, and especially the scene where they're like, it didn't work when they have Elizabeth do the blood thinking she's still a Turner, and they all, like, are more than ready to turn on him because they're like, you told us to do this. You were the one who staged this mutiny, and we're now all fucked for the rest of our lives. Yeah, they're ready to turn on him, too. Because you said this was going to work. We're gonna be fine. We're gonna we're gonna live. We're gonna get to eat. We're gonna get a drink. We're gonna get to be pirates again. But now we are still ghosts on the sea. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. Is there anything else we want to talk about with the movie? I guess the only thing I'd say is like, damn, that score is good. Yeah. That music is probably I, one of my favorite I film mean, scores of all time, intru- if not my favorite. We're introduced to a lot of. I want to talk mainly about like Jack's crew because we're introduced to a lot of very like obscure characters that kind of fit him as a character, like as a captain. It you makes have, sense that these yeah, were the people you, that would actually follow him. You, have, I can't buy people in the Black Pearl following Jack. Yeah, like uh, Cotton, a man who cannot. Well, also, speak. the Black Pearl was just like this mythic ship, so it's like all these people probably also following that, and Jack has. Like all this legend of himself, so yeah. I imagine that didn't come from nothing. Like yeah. that had to build up over years and years and years. And as we see in later movies, like he's been doing this a while, and he's been really good for a while at yeah. this point. So I think I think they probably followed for that legend. Yeah, you know. Yeah, because I, I, I don't know. I buy and, it. And I, I let, you know, talk about the freedom thing again. I think the way that you said that this crew makes sense for Jack. I, I agree with you, Cole. Um, that you know, there's. It seems like each one of these people in this crew uh, are like the, like almost like an island of misfit toys, right? Yeah. Uh, you have Cotton, who's who, who's mute or whatever. He has a Cotton's a uh, parrot, yeah. Yeah, you have uh, you have the, the the little man. I don't remember what his character's name is. You know, these guys that probably aren't getting jobs on like you know other pirate ships. Gibbs. You have Zoe Sal- Saldana's character, who's like you doubt a woman gets invited on pirate ships. The whole her whole thing is her whole arc is you stole my boat. I had a boat, and you stole it, so now I have to be on your boat. Right. It's like this begrudging, like, I want a debt paid. It kind of almost feels like a drop thread to me, though. It feels like they didn't pay off that interaction yeah. for having it in Cause there. Like, you don't see her come away with anything. Yeah, she by Well, she's not in the like, rest of the series, so yeah, it's a very drop well, thread. I don't even need her in the rest of the series, but there's not even a scene at the end of this movie with, with that pays that off for her. Yeah. I mean, doesn't she just say, like, where to, Captain, at the end? Isn't that her? Who yeah. has that last line? She, she's uh, the con- the conductor? The, the conductor. <laughs> the, the person steering. She, yeah. I don't know. She's really good in this small role. I really like her. And, and you know, that's if you're talking about called? rebooting the series. I don't, I don't know. I just kind of. You know, know, when they were talking about rebooting the series, like, oh, with a female-led Pirates of the Caribbean, it's like, and they're like, oh, let's get Margot Robbie. It's like, oh, that's cool. I'll never complain about a Margot Robbie pirate movie if we get that. But it's like, if you want to connect it to the originals and you want to have a female-led Pirates of the Caribbean movie expand on Zoe Saldana's character. You know, make her the yeah. lead. I'd watch that. I'd be amped about that movie. Yeah. I would love that. Because clearly, like, 
her character they don't talk about her character so what she been off doing you know right yeah exactly. she could she could be anything honestly yeah she could be uh you just have to get her off uh jack's boat but i mean you could easily do that and it mm-hmm. would happen right away but, but um yeah i mean we do i i do love these side characters you you go through this i i always feel like this was intended to be a trilogy and then because they are so successful you just chalk on to more movies and you get to like grow with these like weird characters who are off-putting to like a normal crew but because it's Jack's ship because Gibbs is his first mate you're more than happy to go along with these guys and they're just fun fun little side characters they are fun characters I agree that's all I got award season yeah let's do it apparently they straight off course and we're fairly certain they're in guerrilla hands. So why don't you use the regular army? What do you need us for? Because some damn fool accused you of being the best. Okay, um, well, it's, I feel like I, I mean, I, we, we go back and forth on, on how to approach this, but I, uh, how could you not say, I mean, how could you really not say Johnny Depp? I, okay, here, I, I agree. I for think, the MVP. I think we should do it the way you're talking about. But I think no one can do any repeats. Sure. All right. Never. Well, you guys I'll suck. You. You, go ahead, Corey. You yeah, can no, take... no, no, no. Since I established the rule, I'll go last this time. Okay. No, I'll, uh, Cole, I'll you go. Can, I'll just Cole, go. You can go. Yeah, Who yeah. wants to talk about Johnny Depp? We've already talked about no, 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 no. You I'm, go first. You go first. You go I'm first. honestly not going to say Johnny Depp's my MVP. I'm going to okay, go then. Jeffrey Rush. Okay, cool. Well, I'll, well we've already talked so, about enough. Johnny Depp's mine. Cole, go ahead. So... I definitely got to go Jeffrey Rush because for me, yeah, a hero's great, but a hero is only as good as the villain. And in this sense, Barbosa. we get Barbosa, okay. who is this cunning, smart, funny. Also, he's he has these moments where he's incredibly human, and it's really cool to kind of see this man who's been in pain for so long, and he... But he also just has this great sense of humor. He has this honor about him. He and, is really funny. And Jeffrey Wright, I honestly couldn't see anybody else. Yeah. I like when he really sells that pirate laugh. Where he's like, ha, 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 ha. What are you looking at laughing at? Get back to work. I yeah. love, I love, I love, I love And that also that entire speech where he's talking about how miserable he is. And he just ends it, it with... You best start believing in ghost stories, Miss Turner. You're in one. That was line. that was a really, really good, good line. Really good line. I I would say you know besides Jack, of course, he is my favorite character in this entire series of movies, and I mean I'll get into that later. But yeah, Zach, go ahead. I nope. nope. I, I, did, I said I don't need to talk about it because we talked about Johnny Depp enough. Who's your next one? No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, who go. would you? No, no, no. My number no, two no, would be Hans no. Zimmer. No. Oh, okay. Hans Zimmer score. You know, he, he, <laughs> did, he did the score with another guy, but the score was incredible. Didn't I, I mentioned it earlier? But we were going to talk about it. it. Is one of my favorite themes of all time. Um, I was going to say Orlando Bloom. I think he's up there. I think he was one of one of the, my favorite characters, and he continues to be. As like in the second one, he's like a bigger part of it. And we just like dig more into who he is and like his complicated past and how he doesn't want to be that, but also like. How it's still calling to him, like it. it I, I was just saying, like that expands on it. But I think in this one, you have all the seeds and everything yeah. like that. I would say it, it, it would either be him or Kira Knightley, just because like their stories are just so coinciding of each other that you can't really. Yeah. One is not great without the other, 
but I definitely think Orlando Bloom's just a bit better just because like he does what he he he's very like meticulous about things as we talked about, but he also like does what he needs to do within the situation to make sure like he comes up like that. Uh, I we didn't get to talk, I didn't bring it up, but that original um what are they doing they're, when they're stealing the boat him and jack together and they're like oh well they'll never be able to get it set for sailing by the just the two of them like we, let's just go, let's go get them right now and then they immediately like they have this entire plan and once you see it all laid out it's just like wow that was so that was, it was just so much fun to watch like it was mainly like people telling us what was going on but in that it's yeah. like oh and they did this and they did this and it was just like, but it was just so cool how it all worked out. And so I think, yeah, that was Jack coming up with it. But like, I think he was a big part of it too. Good pick. He is great. Um, Thanks. <laughs> Are we okay with that rule moving forward? No doubles, no double picks. Ooh, I do like that. Yeah, yeah. sure. So I, I, think, I, I, I think in Scream 6, we... Uh, yeah, that sounds good. Didn't we all? Did we be different th- ones in Scream 6? I, I, don't, I don't know. I can't remember. We're talking about an episode you guys are not going to hear for a long time, but we already recorded it. Um, yeah, it's yeah, already done. That's, that's very weird. Um, okay. Uh, <laughs> oh, da, 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 review season. I forgot which section we were on. Review season. Review, Re- se- review section. The, re- the reviews. Re- either way, we're going to give our rating. <laughs> Says that they insist on outside opinions. What kind of opinions? Well, your kind not to put too fine a point on it. I mean, let's face it, in your particular field, you're the top minds. Okay. Um, I went back and forth, uh, you know, between giving this a four and a half and a five, and I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna five it. Um, I think it's a five star movie for me. Like I said earlier, it represents a type of like my favorite type of blockbuster, and ones that you know we don't get as much anymore. Um, I don't can't take this movie for granted. I love the I love the franchise even. Even, you know, as the results dwindle as they go on, this is, it all comes from this because this movie establishes, like, the world, like I said, love the world that we're in, love the characters, all the side characters are really good. Like, we didn't even talk about Norrington. And he's just such a really good side character. He's this authority figure um, that actually, you know, he's still sympathetic. You kind of expect him to kind of be the, kind of the stick in the mud ruining our character's plans. And in, in a sense, he kind of fills that role. But you do feel for him a bit, especially at the end where he makes a genuinely, like, kind of a, a nice decision when he's, like, he's just going to let... He just had, like, the worst moment of his life. <laughs> I and mean, he gives Jack he, a the head pirate, start. The, the pirate yeah. that he was there to hang, not only is he saved, he's saved by uh, the guy who is now cucking him of his fiance. Cause she likes him more. I don't. I don't like the way you said that, but yeah, go on. I mean, he just—that's what it is. This guy likes this. This guy loves his fiance. His, his fiance loves this guy. He's he's left out in the cold. Um, a cuck. So um, <laughs> Jesus, bro. Yeah, Com- Commodore Cuckington. Um, oh my God. Holy so, fuck, Zach! I love. I love. My this. mom listens to this. You have said worse. Why are you guys saying "cuck"? Is you think "cuck" is a bad word? No, like, you're just saying it up. so aggressively. What was I even talking about? Uh, <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. So, either way, <laughs> Norrington lets Jack go after all this, you know, and that Kate and he lets Will and, and Elizabeth be together without any any protest at all. You know, he's. He just says, this is what your heart wants. And she's like, yep. And he's like, okay. And he has to accept that. So I think he's a, he's a good man here. And I, I really, that's a side character. And this movie just is really good with that. And like how Cole was talking about, 
you know, the Black Pearl uh, people and then Jack's crew, like all these side characters are so rich um, and it builds out that world, like I was saying. And uh, like I said, the score is incredible. It's a whole lot of fun. It's a really funny movie. It's got family friendly type of like horror or whatever. So it's a movie that like kids and adults can both like, they can both find things there to enjoy without like it playing too broadly. Like, like it's made by a corporate team or whatever, like a lot of, you know, movies are these days. Um, so yeah, it's, it, it really is just kind of a perfect adventure blockbuster movie. Um, and it's always been one of my favorites. So five out of five. I'm going to give it a 4.2. I was definitely like thinking going into my most recent viewing yesterday, uh, I was like, this is like, this is one of my favorite movies. Like, I was just like, this is awesome. This is top 10 movies, in my opinion, like of my favorite movies easily. And so I was like, it's going to be a five. And so going into it with that kind of a mindset, I started to see a little bit more of the the cracks a little bit. And I was just like, some things bothered me a little bit more than they would have if I would have just gone in. Like, I'm just going to watch this movie. Like, And so I think that was my fault. But I still really, really like this movie. Um wouldn't change I don't think I really would change a thing like even after going through and seeing some of the cracks I think some of the cracks are like make it fun and make I like, it, like it exciting and so I'm but I'm gonna give it a 4.2 um maybe you know, no no I'm just gonna four and a half I'm just gonna give it four and a half I'm just gonna keep it that way that way we're like kind of a little bit more like you know um so four and a half uh, I told someone we were doing Pirates. They described it as a masterpiece, and I definitely have to agree. This movie's fun. It's it's, it's different, you know? We From what we have now, everything tried to be a franchise. Everything tries to be a franchise now. This didn't do that originally. This movie can stand on its own as something that if there was only one of these... I'd say it's pretty perfect. Um, I'm gonna have to give it four and a half, though. You do you do find a couple of the cracks from time to time, but yeah, four. And the and cracks half. never take away from yeah. the it's, it's, it's never, just, it's a few plot it's holes. Never, yeah, it, it's it never, never takes away. Gonna make this movie less enjoyable for me. Yeah. It's always gonna be something that I watched when I was three. I'm watching when I'm 23. I still get that same feeling when I'm watching it. Like, I love this movie. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and, you know, the plot holes are ones that I only notice after watching it so, so many times. And you're always right, going to yeah. notice things that, wait, that doesn't add up as much as I thought it might when you're watching it, like, on first watch. Yeah. Um, either way, uh, yeah, great movie. Um, moving on to the post credit scene. You're still here. It's over. Go home. All right. Uh, post credit scene. What we got next? Uh, Scream 2. Scream 2 is on the docket. I'm excited. Scream 2 is next. Yeah. Uh, yep. One of my favorite uh, horror sequels of all time, if not just one of my favorite sequels of all time. So excited to get into it. We'll have to talk about like sequels in general during that one. So, yeah, because that movie talks about sequels was, in general. Yeah, so it would almost be disingenuous to not talk about it sequels. It would be... Yeah, it wouldn't be with fitting the theme if we didn't. But, uh, you know, I was talking about this with my sister yesterday, and we were talking about sequels that might be as good as the original. And she was saying a few, and she said, like, D2, The Mighty Ducks. 
and lost me in that conversation. That, that's the first sequel that she said that says good as the original. That's the first one she brought. No, up? she went through like five. Okay, I was yeah. say that's an odd one to start with. <laughs> but anyway, um, yeah, I mean, I'm really excited for Scream Two. I'm also really excited for Dead Man's Chest. I really love Dead Man's Chest yep. too. Yep. Yep. So um, sequels, we're gonna hit them. You know. Yes, and we then, will. Uh, you guys watch anything this week? You want to talk about? I watched Speed Racer. That's why Corey brought it up. I was seeing like if it if it held up from my childhood as just being an average movie, and yeah, it did. There there are some parts that are pretty funny and pretty cheesy, but yeah, it's I just an average movie. Never watch it. <laughs> I don't think I've been watching anything it's a right now. Wachowski film. Yes, it is. Yeah. Wow. Yep. Good for them. Um, but no, I don't think I'm watching anything right now. I need to get back into it been busy and he and barely, yeah. barely had time for this um oh i watched scream six recently <laughs> you want to talk about that let's get into that uh it will be released to you in uh, five years um I mean, yeah probably like 10 weeks or something like that yeah yeah something like that in podcasting, that's like five years, bro. <sighs> long time, long, long time. Uh, I started watching Succession. That's a good show. Just finished season one. I'm in season two now. Uh, it's pretty Lasso. incredible. Oh yeah, Ted Lasso. Uh, I haven't watched that yet. Ted Lasso. Any I've, of that or Mandalorian? Okay. Yet. Of of what is out so far? There's two episodes out. Yeah, two. Third one comes out tomorrow. Third one comes out tomorrow. Um, of the two, the second one is definitely better, and I definitely like the first episode was very like them trying to like okay here we are again like just kind of a reestablishing point and so that's why it kind of dragged a little bit but the second one very very good so it recap like magic still going still going with it um, I, yeah. I did watch um i binged it all before the final episode shrinking i think i talked about Ooh, this yeah uh, on I the like last the one but yeah the ending zach i th- i think you would really like it um it's a really good show I mean, it's uh, funny. Maybe it's, I'll get to it. There's just so many shows that I gotta get to. I think this is another like kind of a. I mean, the episodes are so short that like it's a good like if you, if you have a Saturday or a Sunday where you're like I'm not doing anything today and you're like I just want something that I can just get through and then you can get through it all in one day. Yeah. And you're sitting there. And you're like I'm not doing anything else. I'm just gonna take well, it see, easy. I just already have so many shows ahead of that to do that. You know, I gotta I gotta knock like out what? a lot of Avatar. You know, I gotta knock out. Succession. Like, put it this way. I'm never going to be like, oh, I want a show that I can finish today. <laughs> Start and finish today. I'm going to be like, oh, I have a day. I'm still... Let me re- knock out a bunch of this show where that I have is, a lot of left so I can finally finish it Where is the Sopranos yeah. on this list? Is uh, that... It's, it's, it's there. It's just not as urgent as the other ones are because it's not like there's a new Sopranos thing I need to catch up for. You know, like, I'm catching up on Succession because it's the last season is, has mm-hmm. just started. I'm catching up on Avatar Last Airbender because there's all bunch of new Avatar stuff coming out. Um, uh, that's a few. That's a while from now. But Avatar as a whole, just by itself, that show is so good. Yeah, I, I like it so far. Um, like 16 episodes in a season one. Uh, I have to watch The Bear season one because season two is coming out. Ugh. 
Um, Corey didn't like the bear. I didn't love. No, I bear. loved it. But you also I, didn't like uncut gems, right? Uh, yeah, it's and the I heard exact it's a lot like uncut gems. Yeah, it's very and I really like. Yeah, gems, it's so like a hey, lot. But that means it, I'm consistent. Yes, you are. You have a, you have a good little taste. Um, <laughs> but but one day you won't be, and we'll see some character growth, and it'll be yeah, cool. It's growth. Sometimes taste is just taste, you know. I I just can't do those. Those those make me so uncomfortable. Like those types of movies High and shows anxiety. where it's just it's just like it's going 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 going, and then it ends, and it's just like. Like I couldn't, like I can't breathe during those shows. It's just like, oh my gosh. Um, I don't doubt that it's. I saw the first episode of Bear. I thought like acting's good. It's not like anyone's Jeremy bad. Allen, it's just like how it's made. It's just like this Jeremy is Allen White is. He's really great. Yeah. Um, the cast in general is just really great. Uh, have either of you guys seen Escape from New York? Okay. The John Carpenter film. Escape. John Carpenter movie, one of my favorite directors. Uh, watched it this week. I'd seen it before. I just watched it again for the second time, though. Filmed in St. Louis. It's actually yeah. kind of cool to recognize some of the locations there. Um, I don't leave my house, so I don't think I would really notice <laughs> too many things. Uh, love, love, love the plot. It's one of my favorite. Like, just it's a great genre of plot. It's literally like in the future. You said you Escape know, from New York? Escape from New York, yeah. And it's, um, it's set in St. Louis. Yes. Well, no, it's filmed in St. Louis. Set in New York. Um it's about like in the future crime got bad they 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 reformed the prison system to where it's kind of like arkham city where new york just manhattan the island of like manhattan or whatever just became a giant prison island where every prisoner in the country just gets sent there and there's no rules inside those walls and like all the police just guard the walls and once they put prisoners in they don't give a shit what happens inside you know um kind of like the uh what was it that line Rocket says in like the beginning of Guardians when they're thrown in the prison? They're here to stop us from getting out. They don't really care what happens to us while we're yeah. Except there's not even like guards. Like they're just. It's literally just a city. It's a, it's a society of criminals that are isolated, surrounded by a wall that's guarded. And the the whole gimmick is the president crash land gets shot down. President Air Force One gets shot down. President escapes in a pod, lands in New York, gets taken hostage. Uh, and so, like, the, there he was on his way to, like, some peace summit to stop, like, nuclear war, and he has to be there in, like, 12 hours or else nuclear war it might be imminent or something like that. And um, Very exciting. so they, they're like, oh, we need to get him out of there ASAP, you know, and get him to the summit or and whatever. They call and Kurt so they got, they got to call Kurt Russell, who has an eye patch, and he talks like this, and his name is Snake Plissken. Or whatever, and then they're like, this oh, name Snake, is gotta... legitimately Snake. Yeah, his name is Snake. He's always like, call me Snake. Um, well, don't get too much away. I'm, I'm not gonna watch... either way. It's I'm really gonna... cool. It's I think so, I'm gonna watch it's so fun. And they're also like, and we put something in you that if you don't save him in 12 hours, you're also gonna die. So get in there and get him. And it's just like, oh, is that his little watch thing that he's got? Yeah, it's it's really it's so just it's just such a fun movie. Um, so I I really enjoy it. So yeah, watch watch Escape from New York. That's okay. what I really love about Carpenter. He's not like bound to any genre, and it's like just. But yet, it always is genre. You know yeah. what I mean? It's oh, it's not like just like a drama. You know, he's <laughs> he, it's it's horror or it's suspense or it's sci-fi or a mix of all of the above. Uh, and he just does, he, he he also does his own scores, and the score is great for Escape from New York. He's just it's it's John Carpenter movies are fun. Um, but yeah, that's that's all I got. So um, if uh, if that's if that's it, I guess we can uh, call call it an app. You know, yeah, we got it. We can we can put the dog down. We can we can take the up behind the shed. Can we and put not? A in its can head. we not? I didn't. I didn't like that. I didn't. I didn't like that one. <laughs> you don't even like dogs. Yeah, that's actually true. You don't like dogs. Oh come on! I do like dogs. 
I've never seen you happy to see a dog. Yeah, I've never seen. <laughs> well, I've never <laughs> seen myself you happy to drops. see either of you. What's your point? All right. Well, well glad you agreed to be on a podcast with us then. Yeah, um, bye. Okay. We are recording remote now. I'm sure, Bolstad would love to have been offered this position. But... I'm texting him now. All right. Um, all right. Bye, 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 audience. Bye. Bye. What's the bye version of what's up? What's the bye version of what's up when you're le- ending an episode? See, see you. <laughs> That's it. Uh, see you later. I'll That's talk it. to you. Talk to you never, I guess. Did this- you enjoy it? <laughs> yeah, you got to ask them a question. It's a prompt. Did you uh, enjoy it? <laughs> wait, okay. I okay. think okay. I... Uh, okay, bye. We got to shoot the Bye. 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 bye.